brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Be not deceived. Our phones are not open today. So this is a best of financial issues. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Ian Patrick from FISM News is here. And of course, FISM News on FISM.TV, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Central Time. You can see that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can uh, see the news site and some of the videos and, and news stories that uh, FISM News is working on anytime by going to FISM dot tv slash news or just go to fism.tv and click on the news button and uh, you can do that ian thanks for being here what do you got thanks dan uh well first of all i just have a couple of updates as to what president biden is working on uh, I checked in on them this morning. I won't lie, over the weekend I kind of fell off the news train, but I caught myself back up this morning. I just wanted to touch on something that uh, he, first of all, that he signed on Friday, April 9th, uh, which was another executive order, which has uh, been a sort of running joke in a sense that he's been signing executive order after executive <laughs> order after executive order. Uh, I think the most in the first couple of months since, a, uh, since the last couple of presidencies, if I remember correctly. But uh, he signed another executive order, which established a presidential commission on the Supreme Court of the United States. And what this means, or at least what the purpose of the commission, and I'm quoting a statement released from the president on the commission's, uh, is to provide an analysis of the principal arguments in the contemporary public debate for and against Supreme Court reform, which includes an appraisal of the merits and legality of particular reform proposals. And it says some topics that it could look at are the genesis of reform debate, the court's role in the constitutional system, the length of service and turnover of justices on the court, the membership and size of the court, and the court's case selection rules and practices. So pretty much what the whole executive order is looking to do is to look and see if the Supreme Court is working as to, it makes it sound like, you know, is the Supreme Court working constitutionally speaking, but the other changes in there suggest that they kind of just want to change it to make it a little more 
agreeable for uh, certain things to push through or certain cases to go through. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know one of the things that they're talking about is term limits of 18 years. Um, that's that's in there somewhere that they want to just uh, limit the terms, uh, the term limit, and and which is against the Constitution. The Constitution <laughs> um, doesn't call for any kind of term limits. Exactly. So uh, that that is one, and I, I guess there's, you know, they're 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 probably it's probably all going to lead to. Um, when I see, I forget the word you used there in the beginning. It was uh, some kind of. Uh, constitutional, um, uh, uh, they were going to have debate about reforms. Yes. Um, you know, that, that reform debate can mean anything from more Supreme Court justices, since Biden has said from way back in the beginning that nine member Supreme Court is not adequate. Yes. You know. And I remember uh, when he was running for president back in 2020 as well, they kept asking him, or rather Trump kept <laughs> pressuring him to say if he would pack the Supreme Court or not, just a yes or no answer. And he wouldn't really give a yes or no answer, if, if uh, you remember that as well. Yeah, he more just kind of skirted around the issue and to tried to focus more on Trump rather than talking about whether or not he would right. try to pack or change the Supreme Court in any way. But this executive order shows that he's at least looking into the idea. Uh, so this commission has about 180 days, I think, uh, after its first public uh, meeting in order to discuss and talk about some things and then present their findings to President Biden, who will then make a decision. And uh, who knows what that decision will be? Uh, we can only hope that it yeah. maintains the checks and balances that we have so far. That's that's my right. biggest fear of this, is that it's going to upset this somehow. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we'll wait and uh, keep tracking with that and see what that does. The other thing I wanted to touch on was uh, the Biden budget proposal. This happened, uh, I think, a couple of days ago, if not today. Uh, but recently he proposed a $1.5 trillion budget uh, and obviously, I think Congress has until October to decide whether or not they actually want this to come in, or rather that's when the current budget uh, expires and this one would take over if it would be passed. Uh, in this budget, $118 billion higher than the regular 2020 appropriations. So it's already upwards of almost $120 billion. $769 billion of it goes to non-defense, which is a about a $105 billion increase. And then defense spending actually increases by 1.7% to about 750 billion. So this was actually a cause of concern among, I think Republicans especially, uh, that either defense spending would remain flat or that it would get cut pretty drastically. Uh, there's usually some flip-flop between when a Republican and a Democrat president is in. Typically the Democrat president will cut defense spending and the Republican will boost defense spending. Uh, but in this case, it looks like Biden's given a little bit to uh, the Pentagon. Uh, but going into the non-defense spending especially, I'm just gonna go through some percentages. 40.8% increase for education, a 27.7% increase for commerce, a 23% increase for health and human services, 16% increase for agriculture, as well as boosts for Environmental Protection Agency by around 21%, and the National Science Foundation by about 20% as well. So all of these government programs and these government organizations are getting huge boosts if this were to pass and go through Congress. You know, bigger government. That's what it's about. <laughs> exactly bigger right. government. That's exactly right. I That's mean, you exactly know, Trump what was for is. smaller government. The Republicans hated Trump for that. They mm. wouldn't come out and say that, of course. But, you know, this is just bigger government. It's making more social programs and bigger government. That, this, is what, this is what happens. And 
bigger government budgets only lead to bigger government budgets. And, you know, that's what's that's what's going to continue to happen. Uh, 21% increase. You know, the EPA is going to get increased dramatically um, because of, you know, they got to they got to make this Green New Deal come together. Exactly right. And that's Terrible. Biden's whole thing is the climate change is a current crisis right now. So we're yeah, trying to make that. That's happen. right. Yep. Well, thanks, Ian. Sure appreciate it. Thank Ian you. Patrick, FISM News. Thank you for those updates. I would remind you, we are still working on uh, India Partners, as we do all year long. They're one of the uh, worldwide ministries that we um, partner with, and we, we are supplying clean water, but we are going to shift our focus here in the next week or so to um, handicapped, back to handicapped workers and training them up and it is more important than ever that we get back to that. That happens to be just one of the issues along with the uh, rescuing the children out of the red light districts that India Partners involved in. The person that heads up their India, uh, their handicap situation and all that's going on there and what really uh, the heartbeat of dealing with the handicap, uh, they are in a very bad way. Um, 10 of them have gotten COVID and as severe cases, one has died. And the guy that heads that up, uh, partnering with uh, India Partners, um, has lost, I believe he lost his mother, has a child that is not doing well. So uh, we are praying for them. So we hope that we will be able to get out and uh, get working again with, the handicapped, and it is amazing, an amazing part of their ministry, and it's a part of their ministry at India Partners that I just love, and I'll tell you more about that uh, when we, we're going to have John Sparks from India Partners on in the next couple of weeks, and we'll talk about kicking that off. But we still want some to provide as many villages as we can with clean water. I hope you will be a part of that. And I hope you will go to the website, financialissues.org, and check that out. Critically important here at home, we are still saving the lives of babies through preborn, And we are very excited about what we're doing there, uh, particularly now. Preborn is working on, really, we're going to focus on trying to supply as many the cost for as many uh, ultrasound procedures as we can because uh, they unfortunately are expecting a very high uh, volume uh, this summer and we've got to push against this darkness of abortion in a powerful way. We're going to be doing that. All right, 610-363-1110. We'll be back after this. Thanks for listening to this best of financial issue. All right, 610-363-1110-610-363-1110. All right, we're going to get to phones. Let me go to Teresa from Alabama. Hey, Teresa. Hey, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. Good morning. Um, I was just going to tell you, okay, I'm, I have, I'm 52. I have no retirement. Okay. Um, in June, I'm going to be getting some money we were going to put 90 percent down on our house the other 10 we were just going to put in savings for 
when life comes at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it should make my house payment um, be only a third of what it is now. Mm-hmm. Should I pay? Should I pay extra on the house like I was paying before and pay that off sooner? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think you should definitely because you know you're you're maybe you could be uh, if you decide to retire, you could be 15 years away from, you know, uh, one of you or both of you. Are you working too, uh, Teresa? Uh, yes. Yeah. Sir. I'm, I'm part time and it'll be a 10 year, uh, mortgage. Oh, oh, it's a 10 year mortgage. Um, it, it, we'll probably do a 10 year mortgage. And then, like I said, it'll only be about a third of the payment that we're paying now. Yeah, so, no, um, you know what, Teresa, I, I don't know that I'd put a whole lot more to that. I would, you know, 10 years is great. It's a low interest rate. It's not going to be burdensome for you to pay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would rather see your discretionary income go into savings or a retirement or an investment account. Um, I think that would be wise to do that is get as much into that as you possibly can here over these next 15 years. And so, yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would leave that alone. I, um, what, what, what should I start with? Because I still have my last two stimulus checks off. So I was going to, I haven't put anything yet. Should I do like a, a Roth IRA or? Yeah, I would uh, open a Roth IRA at a brokerage account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would go to a, um, a broker, you know, a brokerage account, uh, Fidelity or, or Schwab or TD Ameritrade or one of those, so whatever one you go to. And I would open a Roth IRA account and I would open an investment account, a joint investment account. I would actually open both at the same time. It's you know, why you're doing it. It's easy to do. <clears throat> I would put um, you if the ideal situation would be to max out your Roth IRA for last year. OK, so you have till May 15th to do that. Okay. And, and so. But make sure that when you do that, they know it's for last year. Okay. And, and then it gives you a whole not, you know, the rest of this year to do another $6,000 for this year. And you can do that, you know, all at once. You can do that little by little, but it gives you an opportunity to do that. So make sure you max it out for last year. I, I would... Um, I would max that out as much, uh, you know, I would try to get as much into that as you can. I would also try to put a little bit of money in that joint account. And if you feel as though you can match, uh, I'm sorry, max out the 6,000 in the Roth IRA account and still have some discretionary income that you can invest, put it into that investment account. Okay. And I think if you do those two things and you do it on a consistent basis, that would be far better than paying down the mortgage at this point because the mortgage is going to be paid off before, well before you retire, maybe. And that's a very good thing. And that's the ultimate goal. So that's going to happen anyway. And you've got a, you know, a super low interest rate. So I wouldn't, uh, I would just leave that. Okay. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Right. I'm glad you called. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Let me go to uh, Dave in Kansas. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dan. Hey, I wanted to, first of all, I wanted to thank you. Uh, been a listener for, and a member for about five years. 
And uh, God used you as a light uh, to shine before me on my path to retirement. Mm. Um, I'm 53 now, retired at age 50. And it's been a blessing. I joined Samaritan Ministries and saved 1500 a month. Wow. Uh, doing that. Um, been a God prods me uh, every couple months to give to uh, Mission Preborn. Mm. And that has been a, a huge blessing. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. That's, so, that's so, incredible. So this is where I'm at. I'm okay. 53. I have the youth. I have the integrity. I have uh, Christian values. I have God's a blessing upon me. And I'm being kind of like a Jonah. I'm being prodded. Ever so slightly to uh, run for uh, as a state representative, mm-hmm. and so you know the question is: is are we the people we're waiting for? Um, we certainly are a huge part of that, and you know we all need to do whatever part we can do. And I think that God is going to use the remnant. I think the bigger question is, is the remnant small enough for him to use? I know that sounds crazy, but all through scripture, you know, we see how God whittles down the remnant um, because certainly we want and God wants the world to know that it surely must be of God if these few did so much. And that's been the, the way God has operated all through Scripture. And I don't think it's any different now. <clears throat> and you may be um, part of that remnant in Kansas uh, that is, you know, going to bring values, morals, uh, a Christian worldview, a uh, biblical worldview to the state house. And, you know, I think it is something that you need, you should be praying about. And if the Lord leads, if the Lord is laying that on your heart, um, you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't leave it open for debate because it really isn't. So don't debate and wrangle and wrestle with that and, you know, I think it's, uh, if God lays that on your heart, you got to be obedient. You got to do it. And, um, you know, if, if it is not the right door at the right time, God will close it. But I, um, I think it's great. I think we are the, I think we are the remnant. We are, um, what has to make the change. And we have already been diminished greatly. Uh, we continue to see the, uh, church, um, you know, uh, kick against the goad and, and do its own thing and to be influenced by the world. So we need, and not, and I don't mean the church as everybody, of course, uh, there are some amazing pastors out there that I am, 
uh, so grateful to know and so grateful to have experienced in one way or another. And there's and there's more on the rise. I believe that. I believe there is more uh, uh, rising up. So, um, but I think you got to do it. I think if that that is uh, something that you're thinking about doing and you feel God has laid that on your heart, which I, I believe is probably the case, uh, I'm glad you're doing that. And yes, you need to be a part of the uh, solution. Okay, thank you, Dan. Thank you for everything that you do, and I appreciate uh, your generosity mm. and for you to listening to God. Mm. Thank you, uh, Dave. I appreciate you saying that, and I wish you all the best. God bless you. Thank you for your encouragement. Uh, God bless. Let me go to uh, Jim in Georgia. Hey, Jim. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Longtime partner and uh, so grateful and looking forward to your 25th anniversary in a week or two, and uh, we'll be joining you then. Oh, great. Um, Good. Yeah, yeah. And just as as an example, um, several, um, multiple positions in my portfolio as a result of you have, have had substantial gains, you know, anywhere from 10 to 80%. And, uh, I'm so grateful for that. Um, and, um, my question though, at this point is that uh, I'm 64, partially retired with uh, limited income from pension and, and ministry. It's time that I, I purchase a, uh, uh, you know, primary residence and I've got a, um, a home lined up, but I, I need to uh, think about how to do the mortgage and financing, how to structure that. Um, I uh, probably will need to um, go back and, and increase my cash position a little bit mm-hmm. um, and, and rebalance uh, because I'm, I'm overweight in some areas. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at uh, 90% mortgage financing. I'm looking at 80%. I'm looking at um, 10-year mortgages, 20-year mortgages, and uh, trying to get my head around all these things, wondering what your thoughts were um, about how to, um, how to best structure the purchase, but also what to do with my remaining funds after everything's all done. Yeah, so I would say to you, Jim, based on what you've told me, <clears throat> take those profits, rebalance, okay. do it uh-huh. sooner rather than later. So okay. if you're saying, well, I'm not going to be buying a house for three months, don't wait, do it today uh-huh. uh, okay. and set that aside. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's number one. No, uh, yeah. I would, I would look at um, what, so my, my ideal situation for for you, as I think about, I mean, ideally a 10 year mortgage would be a wonderful thing, but right. we, I, I, I want to get rid of the burden I want to get rid of the debt as soon as possible. And a 10-year mortgage is a great way to do that. 15-year mortgage is okay as well. But I want you to think about the, the mortgage in, in, from the perspective of, you know, what's, don't be burdened. Is it going to be burdensome for you to pay? But more importantly, if you go out to relieve the burden in 15 years, try to imagine yourself 15 years from now. Are you still going to be able to make a little bit of income? Are you going to be okay in, you know, in, in a situation, in, in your situation that it's not going to be burdensome? Because, um, and, and the, the ideal thing about a 15-year mortgage is that in 15 years, you will likely need the pay raise more than you need it in 10 years. 
the pay raise being getting rid of the mortgage and having that new discretionary income. So <clears throat> I would I would think about it. Um, I would think about the mortgage as kind of a forced savings plan in the sense that 15 years from now, you're going to get a nice pay raise and a nice increase in income when you need it and look for good interest rates, which you'll get. And uh, I think you're doing I think you're on the right right tr- track. Thank you, Dan. Today, you're listening to the best of financial issues. Six ten three six three eleven ten six ten three six three eleven ten. Let me go back to phones. Let me go to Dexter. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Dexter's calling us from Georgia. Hey, Dexter. Good, good morning, Dan. Happy belated Easter. I uh, just want to let you know that the story of your grandson's being baptized warm my heart, brother. I'm oh, isn't that cool? Man. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Um, I don't have so much a question for you as I need to pick your brain a little bit. Okay. My son is 25. He's a traveling nurse, has been for several years now, and um, he's always rented wherever he's been, a cabin or a home or an apartment. Mm -hmm. But he's thinking about buying an RV now at this time. Mm -hmm. And uh, said he's 25. He's got a great credit score. Um, We're able to do, uh, right now, it looks like 3.9% APR on a 10-year note for this RV. Mm -hmm. Um, As a dad, I want to help him out. I I I can give him the money to purchase this outright. Mm-hmm. and uh, he would just pay me back. Mm-hmm. Um, is it worth doing that? I'm, I'll be taking, I feel like a loss as far as being uh, my income from this money, uh, having it invested, but um, I know it would help him. Yeah. So I just kind of want to pick your brain there a little bit, see what your thought process is, and I said, you can give me some advice. Well, I can give you some advice just as a dad, I guess, more than anything, but I mean, I, I would just say, look, it's one of those things that, um, you know, you just got to want to do for your, for your 
son, you know, and you're not going to make any, you know, the, uh, the RV is going to depreciate, not appreciate. So it's really not sure. an, an investment, but it's just something that, you know, if you feel as though you want to, you want to uh, help your son out, then I think it's, I think it's an okay thing to do. I mean, I, I don't like to see anybody. Are you retired, Dexter? I uh, no, Dan. I'm okay. 49. I'm still working. Okay. Work, I plan on working the rest of my life, brother. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to cost you, you know, that a little bit to um, use that money, you know, uh, potential, maybe some potential gain that could have been got from that. But, you know, um, it's just it's just one of those very personal things that you decide, hey, I can do it if mm-hmm. it were if it was all lost, um, you know, that, you know, um, and I and I didn't get any of it back. It wouldn't be the end of the world for me now. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and if that's and if that's the case, you know, I I would do it. I mean, I, I can tell you personally if if it came up and it you know it's come up for me with my children over the years and then and you know i did it and didn't even i didn't want to charge interest because i didn't want to have to file a stinking tax return on it. so i didn't uh, because you know they they said well you know we don't want you to lose the interest that you might i said yeah well unfortunately then I got to file this other form for my taxes. I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> so for a measly, you know, 3%, I don't, I don't feel like I want to do that. But, you know, I, yes, I think sir. I'm okay with it. I think you just say worst case scenario is, you know, your, you know, your son uh, decides he doesn't want to work anymore. He's going to live in his RV and he's never going to pay you back. And I suspect the odds of that are pretty slim. So, yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, and, and if that worst case scenario is not going to break you, which it doesn't sound like it's going to be, you're young enough. You're going to be keep, keep working. Yeah. I don't see a problem sure. with it. I would do it. Okay. All right, Dan. I just needed some reassurance there. I trust your opinion, brother. I thank you so much for your uh, ministry. God bless you. And we love you, brother. You're welcome. Thank you. We love you guys too. And we sure appreciate all that you do for us. All right. Let me go to, um, Who's up? I can't tell. Joseph from Texas. Hey, Joseph. Hey, good morning, brother. Good morning. I've got a quick question. I've got a quick question. I'm a partner for a couple of years, and I finally it's taken me that long, but I finally got my allocation all filled out and everything, and I'm good to go. And and I just got a little bit of extra money, and I don't want to mess up with my allocation. So where would you suggest I can park that for not needing it for the next five to seven years? Um. I would, there's nowhere you can, I mean, you can put it in your account. Is it a, a IRA account? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Well, you can't put it in there then. Um, but you could, not if you're going to need it in five or seven years. How old are you, Joseph? Uh, 58. Yeah. Oh, I guess you could. But I would just put it in one of those C, you know, an inflation protected bond fund. Um, it's probably about as aggressive as you ought to be. Uh, that'll get you a little bit more. It'll help you if inflation goes up with it. But, <clears throat> you know, if it's money that you think you could potentially need in five years to seven years, I'd be careful about investing it too aggressively. Uh, I think the market is going to go down again. I don't know when, but I think it's going to go down again. And it could be slow to recover. 
So it may not be fully recovered by the time you need the money. And that's always my concern. And you'll sit back and think, well, I'd be better. I would have been better if I let it sit in a money market account earning nothing. And that's what I worry about with money like that. Okay, that's what I'll do. And Dan, I want to tell you one other thing. I'm a, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but I was a landlord until the CDC was telling me that I wasn't allowed to evict any tenant that doesn't pay their rent. CDC, I know. Yes. And now they've extended it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who, who, who is this health department to tell me that I can't evict a tenant that doesn't pay rent. It it really concerns me that they have that kind of power now. Well, it just goes to show it's not just the power of the CDC. That's not the issue. The issue, well, I mean, it's an issue, but the, the deal is you have the government that doesn't want anybody evicted and they have to have a legitimate reason. So they go to a department of the government that issues a, a, a risk assessment that it is somehow a disease risk that these people that would be evicted may get out into a bad situation, like homeless situation, that could spread the disease. That's just what... The CDC becomes just the excuse that they use. They could have said, we're going to have the National Guard issue a non-eviction thing because those people that are evicted could uh, end up homeless, that could stir up unrest that could cause us to have to call the National Guard. I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but they're just looking for who in the government. So the bigger issue is, do we understand that the government can simply at its pleasure call upon whether it be the housing industry, the the health and human services, the the Department of Housing, the Social Security Administration, the Medicare, Medicaid, whatever it is, they, they'll call the department they need to call to try to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. So they don't want those people to be hurt, but they're doing nothing for the landlords that are ready to file bankruptcy. They don't care about those. But uh, I'm telling you, there's going to be an influx of real estate inventory that people have no idea what's going to hit the market in the next six to eight months. It's going to be astronomical. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a Band-Aid right now. People aren't aware of this. And I'm in the real estate industry, and I know, and I see it. And they're, they're already starting to get the foreclosures, but the banks aren't putting it out on the market yet. They're still keeping it on the books. It's, 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 it's going to be a disaster. And, and Ron, I don't know if you heard me say this. I just said it on Friday, but I've been, or Joseph, I'm sorry. I've just said this again on, I said it on Friday, but I, it was, you know, I've been saying it. I'm concerned about REITs, real estate investment trusts, because the vacancy rate 
um, could go off the charts. So you could have this pouring in, as you, you say, and you could have um, still from a commercial space. Now, we're, you're talking about residential rentals, but from a commercial state uh, place, you could have an enormous amount of vacancy. So not only do we have the problem that you're talking about, then we could we're going to have the problem of, I think, incredible uh, vacancy rate. It's going to be a Absolutely. nightmare. It's going to be and a nightmare. You look at the you look at the land. If you look at the cyclical of the real estate industry, it's about an eighteen year cycle. I won't get into that. But if you look at the land and lumber prices, we're at all time uh, highs right uh, now. A, a year or two after that, there's always a major correction. You can go back to the mid eighteen hundreds and track it every eighteen years. Yep, hundred. You can go back one hundred twenty eight years. I've done that, and you yep. see the consistency with that. And it's going to happen again. There's no doubt about That's it. Right. It's just a matter of, we don't know exactly when, but I think it's going to come sooner rather than later. I, I'm with you, brother. I'm thinking around 2025. That's the next, you know, the 18-year cycle. Now, COVID has kind of tilted that a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. the chickens are going to come home to roost. Brother, I love you. Appreciate you. And uh, keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. Thank you, Joseph. I sure appreciate that. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Let me go to a uh, break here, and then we're going to get right back to phone 610-363-1110, 610-363-1110. Joseph, hitting the nail on the head. I love it when numbers are coming together, like Joseph pointed out. I don't usually go in uh, to all the things that I look at, but, boy, that is certainly one of them. Uh, you know, I uh, came out of the construction industry all my life. I worked in the construction industry, worked my way through college when I got out of the service. I follow these numbers so closely. The opinions and recommendations to this best of financial issues do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. All right, let me go to phones. Let me go to Blake. Blake's calling us from uh, Oklahoma. Hey, Blake. Hey, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm 60 and 
well, I'll be 60 here in a couple of weeks. And uh, back in, well, I, let me tell you the rest. I'm, I'm 60, and um, I'll probably be working until I'm falling over dead. Okay. But, uh, uh, I, uh, I've been... It's in October. Your election strategy was uh, was for at least for my age to increase my cash position by twenty percent above what you normally uh, had recommended, and uh, I did that. But since then, uh, both my wife's parents and my parents are at the age where they've taken on uh, a lot of time and. I haven't, so I haven't listened uh, as closely as I like to to hear any further strategies. Um, so I've got about forty percent cash, and uh, but when I look at the market and I think about inflation, I don't know if it's real wise to start jumping in and trying to get back to my allocation model on cash. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for your point of view on that. Well, I mean, I guess my point of view is based on, you know, when you think you might need the money. And if you think you're going to have needs, um, you know, in the next three or four years, you know, uh, time and, you know, uh, a little bit here, a little bit there then I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be concerned about getting in. Uh, you're better off maintaining that cash position so you don't put it at risk of loss. So I wouldn't be rushing to, uh, you know, jump in, you know, under, under those, uh, under those circumstances. So, I, I, if, but if that is not the case, if you say, oh no, you know, I've got all the money I'm going to need already set aside, if anything, well then, then yeah, then you should get in. So that's kind of, that's kind of how you look. I, you know, I pulled that additional cash off some time ago. Um, So, I mean, I, I would, but it's up to you. You, you've got a new set of circumstances now that might require some more time and, could require some, you know, more money. Yeah, I don't think um, we still need to try and build. Um, and I don't really see any need that cash. It's The cash is um, in the Vanguard, kind of in a holding pattern. So, um but it's it's just difficult for me to look at, you know, and I, I'm not the analyst. You, of course, you're the guy that I listen to. Um, but it it just doesn't seem logical to me to uh, invest at least quickly. I mean, uh, more slowly into the summer um, as you get more of an idea of what's coming up. Yeah. Uh, With regard also to your commentary uh, this morning. Yeah. 
No, I, I mean, I would not. So my position still is that if you're not in, so you're in a little bit, but you're not in with that money, you're not in the market. Um, no, then I think you need to, uh, number one, I think we're going to have to wait it out. I don't know if you, you heard or you were listening back in, let's say, December and January. I was saying, I was telling, well, let's wait till April, middle of April, see what we have. Well, here we are, uh, middle of April, and uh, I still don't think it's time yet. I mean, I think we've got to wait some things out. So I think we're going to have to get through, um, you know, the, the earning season. And uh, now I'm looking at, you know, at this point, I would say to you, I wouldn't say it to everybody, but I would say to you based on your circumstances and where you are and what you have out, and you still have some in the market, I suspect, and that's good. I would, I would hold off. I would hold off probably till um, next earning season, the middle of July, before I'd even consider it. And things are going to change a lot between now and then yet. Yeah. I like hearing that. I mean, um, I'm more comfortable with it. I do. I, actually, the 40% I had has reduced due to the success of the 60% uh, in the current market, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate your, your time. I really yep. do. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you called. Thanks, Blake. All right. Take care. God bless. Let me go to Eddie, Tennessee. Hey, Eddie. Hello, Dan. Thank you for taking my second call in today. I want to go back to our conversation earlier today about putting um, a substantial amount of money in a bond inflation protection fund. Yes. I see see three out there, a C36, a C70, and a C57. Uh Uh-huh. I was just I was just wondering what you recommend. Where's your account? Like where's your, where uh, do you have your accounts? Uh, Fidelity. Fidelity. So then you, you want to do um, uh, Fidelity's inflation protected bond fund. Now, um, if they, I'm not sure. If they if it's still open or they've opened a new one, but that's what you'd want to do. If they don't, if they don't have one, I would still want you to do it. But I would give you a warning that if you do either C seventy C seventy, by the way, is the best performing inflation protected bond fund. I don't know how they do it. To be honest with you, they must have some very very old uh, bonds in there. Um, but if they, if you go to C70 or, um, uh, C57, they're going to charge you a fee of, I think $48 to put money in there, but, um, it may be worth it for the amount of money you're putting in, it would probably be worth it to do. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't let the uh, $48 keep you from doing it. Right. Okay. So really, uh, are you saying that I could possibly put uh, some money in each, each of those, or should I just concentrate? No, no, no. I would just concentrate on C70. If you can't get C70, 
then I would do C57. Uh, But first, because I know you can get C57. If you can't get that, or, or, you know, if Fidelity has, um, you know, their inflation-protected bond fund, you can do that. Okay. All right, that makes sense. I appreciate it. All right. You're welcome, Eddie. Thank you very much. Okay, have a great day. You too. All right, 610-363-1110. Ah, no, we don't have time for calls. Um, I don't know. Let's see here real quick before I sign off if there's anything happening with uh, Facebook or our website. No. Okay. Anyway, um, just Gene. Gene saying any chance that you could do a separate monthly conference call for Income Investor? No, Gene. There isn't. I, I hate to say that, but no. Um, I You know, people have asked me that before, and maybe you've asked me that before, but um, I, I just, I would not, I'm not saying I would never do it. I did do it once for a very specific reason, but uh, I don't say I would uh, never do it. I may do it if, if there's an occasion that I feel it's necessary, but I definitely would not commit to a monthly uh, conference call. I know that you think that it's not, you know, you know, you don't understand and it's not that big of a deal and it's just, you know, once a month, but, um, it, it, it isn't, uh, it's a big deal for me. So I would love, love, love to be able to just like, you know, do three or four conference calls every month and, and uh, talk to people directly. I mean, if they, you might remember a little bit of the investors, but I had, um, conference calls where I either said, all right, investors, you can hang up and, the income investors can listen to this piece or, uh, or I've had a conference call at least once, maybe twice. I don't remember, but at least once for income investors only. Um, and I've said anybody else is welcome to listen, but it's, we're going to talk to income investors. So I've done that and I will do it again. If, if, you know, uh, circumstances kind of ne- necessitate that, then I'll do it. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Dean, I'm just, uh, I don't generally have a problem, you know, I say no. I mean, I know what my limitations are from a time perspective. So, uh, but I wish, I wish I didn't have to say it sometimes. I wish I could do all the things everybody would like me to do. So remember, I have uh, people that think I'm just around the corner at the radio station, you know, and wonder if they can come visit. I mean, seriously, I get those emails, but... 680 stations. I, I don't know even a third of the stations that I'm even on. So don't have the time to figure all that out. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Hope you'll be with us. Have a great day. God bless. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. America. Our phones are not Should open today. This is a best of financial issues. Don't let anyone tell you that America's best days are behind her. We have got to fight for this nation because I believe with all my heart this nation is in fact one nation under God. 610 363 1110. 610 363 1110. Financial issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be back here. By the way, you can watch FISM News on FISM.TV. So you can go to FISM.TV. Uh, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Make sure you check out the full broadcast, but also make sure you're every day, a couple times a day, checking out the website for updates and what is happening and the truth behind the news uh, from a biblical worldview. I was trying to see why, no rhyme or reason, or at least no indication of why, but the markets turned around dramatically. Not, I mean, not one percentage. So, um, so much for a sell-off, at least right now. But look, it's all about the last hour of the day. So we will we'll see what it looks like. We had a very strong day from an earnings perspective, and maybe that has uh, something to do with it. But other than that, I'm, look, I'm looking, I'm looking. India having just a horrendous time right now with COVID, over 300,000 cases uh, this week. And they're not doing real well dealing with it. Spread is dramatic. We're hoping to start to see that come down. Also, there is an article on FISM News that I believe Ian uh, did, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about it. It might have been Sam or Michael or Seth or somebody else, but 
um, on the mask, the uh, the um, lack of you know how you know they're not that great. They're not doing the, they're not doing what they thought they were doing. I think Sam wrote that article that they're just not doing much. Um, pretty much a waste of time. But the CDC said something very similar to that. I think three weeks ago when they came out and said, you know, this whole, the whole, um, you know, on the surface thing and all that, that's all big. You know, that's nothing. There's nothing that's got nothing to do with anything that hasn't created any spread that we spent a lot of money on these um, products to clean with. And that was probably uh, over the top and all those kinds of things. So part of me says, I guess, well, better to be safe than sorry. Why not do it? And I it was probably a lot to do. I'm not defending the CDC because they've been wrong most of the time, but it might have something to do with it. But now the masks are questioning the mask. Here's what I done. I said this to my next door neighbor um, yesterday because he's furious that his kids have been pulled out of school. So now apparently in the school district, they're saying, they're doing this contra- contact tracing. So his son was knew somebody or his son was in contact with somebody's that knew somebody that was in contact with somebody that was in contact with somebody else that was in contact to somebody that was in contact to somebody else that finally that had COVID. So now they've suspended the whole lacrosse team and they're not able to go to school for, for, I I don't know what he said. I wanted to say 14 days, but it might've been 12. So the upside is he and his son are hunting today. So, um, but you know, it's just annoying. It's really hard. And that's what's going on there right now in the school districts. And you know, these, school, these, these labor unions are gaining more and more strength, right? They're growing and growing. Let me just say something. You know, everybody, so we've get, we've get um, we're going to get a higher for high net worth for those people making a million dollars. We're going to get a higher capital gains tax probably being announced next week. And I wouldn't be surprised if they drop it down to people making a half a million. But anyway, we're going to get a higher capital gains tax. And we're going to get another trillion dollar uh, uh, deal to help to pay for free community college. Wait a minute, I thought it was free. Well, it's free for the students. Well, how about all of us? I paid for my kids to go through school. I paid for them from first grade through college. I don't want to pay for everybody else, but I got to do it because I got to pay taxes. I don't want to, I got to even pay for people living in another state, but I thought it was free. No, not to us, only to the kids going. So now we're going to pay for community college. We're going to add more to childcare. I'm all for childcare. I got eight grandchildren. I know the deal. Now they don't go into any kind of childcare and they're homeschooled, but you know, nonetheless, we're getting more money to childcare. That's a good thing. We need to have good, safe, secure uh, uh, places for the kids. But they're losing clients in droves. Why? Because more 
parents are staying home. More parents are homeschooling. The, the unions, the teachers unions have more money than they know what to do with. So they're going to get more though. They're going to get more and they're going to have less students, but they're going to have more money. But they got to give them more money because if they don't give them more money, they won't be able to indoctrinate the children properly. See, they got to have the, stu- the, sco- the teachers unions in a place where when the government says these are the talking points for the, for the year, they've got to obey because they have all this money and the union will enforce it. The union leaders and they're giving more money for unions so unions can expand. So they're giving more money to the area of labor that makes up, you ready? 10.2% of the working population. So the other 90%, they're not getting anything. So they're not getting anything. They're not getting any money. They're not trying to grow. They're not trying to increase small business. They're not trying to increase the uh, restaurant owners of the country. They're not trying to increase or help them or give them more money, help them lift them out of the troubles they're in or trying to expand their businesses. They're not giving more money to manufacturers or giving more money to the workers in. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. They're giving more money to the union bosses and the unions that hope to get workers in the labor force. Do you know in 1986, 1986, unions were 20% of the labor force. Now they're 10%. And they think by getting more money, they'll get back up to 20, maybe even go back up to 30. So that more companies can be burdened and less companies can be helped. That's what we're paying for. Why? Because if you look at unions and you look at teachers, well, they support the Democratic. No, 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 no. It's the Democratic Party that has control over them. I mean, they're trying to get control over all of us. I wrote an article this morning for Newsmax. So I've promised Newsmax that I'd write at least two articles a month for them. So I'm writing, an, I wrote an article the, uh, this morning for Newsmax. I say this about twice a year. I said to Yvonne, well, I wrote a really good article for Newsmax. So I never say that. It's one that I think you're going to want to read, and we'll have it on our website once it's published and on the news site. All right, 610-363-1110. We're going to get to phones right after this. We'll be back. You're listening to the best of financial issues. All right, we're going to get back to phone 610-363-1110. 610-363-1110. I just showed uh, Seth and a couple others here. I, I Decision Magazine, that's the magazine um, coming that comes out from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. So 
we had that, we got that mag, we get that magazine and we're, we're looking, you should see the cover of the magazine. And I, I was saying to the guys, will women's sports are over with. If you are a young girl and you want to play a sport, you're not likely going to have any sports to play. This is a battle that the left is going to lose, praise God. They're going to lose this battle because, you know, you can't be chanting justice when you got to see the cover of Decision Magazine. If you, if you don't get it, uh, you, you probably won't see it. But uh, it is just, it, it, is an, it is a battle that the, the left has to lose. As a father of two girls that played sports, you know, it was a wonderful time in their, in their life to be able to compete and play sports. And I can't imagine my daughter, my youngest daughter, who, was, who swam all year round swimming against, you know, a, a man or a boy. It's unfair. And, or playing basketball or softball. Or, you know, my daughter played tennis. My oldest daughter played tennis in college. I mean, it's just, it's insane. And they're going to, I hope they lose. I mean, they need to, they, they got to lose a battle. This is, is, is going to be a place because, you know, when it comes to your kids uh, uh, playing sports and, you know, there are parents out there, well, my kid's going to, my daughter's going to play, uh, you know, she's going to get a scholarship. No, she's not. You think that, but if this continues, do you really think she, that she's going to complete or compete on the soccer team with a man? I mean, it's that she's going to have the strength of a man. You think that your girl who's uh, the best high school hockey player on the team is going to get a scholarship when some guy is going to skate up and check her into the board so hard she's going to be out of commission? You think that's going to be the case? I mean, it's insane. The depravity, when you think it can't get any deeper, just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And they're trying to normalize this. It isn't normal. It's not the way it's supposed to be. Nothing normal about it. All right. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that Decision Magazine thing out there because if you haven't seen it, you might want to try to get, if you know somebody that gets, just, just look at the picture. It says it's, it's one of the typical, a picture is worth a thousand words. That's... The epitome of that. All right, let me go to uh, Bill in Michigan. Hey, Bill. Hello, Dan. Great Good to talk to you. I'm going to try to lay this out as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, I have I have a POA over my parents' finances. Got you. And they had a uh, they had an independent uh, financial advisor who was retiring. Mm-hmm. So they recommended going with this other broker and financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they are suggesting with their investments is to consolidate them mm-hmm. and then uh, um, 
of course, there's going to be a percentage fee uh, for them to manage that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, should we just hold on what they have currently and, and, and write out uh, their expense to their income to expense ratios and in, in selling off some of these investments or, or go with, with the recommendation uh, of the new uh, financial advisor. Well, what's, and, I mean, what's the purpose of consolidation? Why do they want to do uh, that? They, well, I know uh, why they, tax, I know why they want to do it, but what are they telling well, you why they want to do it? Uh, one is for tax management and uh, how to, uh, minimize the taxes by uh, selling off the investments uh, as as needed right now they have an income ratio uh, income about uh, 91 per year but they we have uh, caregivers coming in and uh, the expenses for that is about 135 per year now so the, you have a financial advisor firm that is yep. trying to give you a tax strategy when you have $100,000 a year write-off in expenses, medical expenses, and they want to manage for taxes? Well, I don't, uh, those expenses for caregivers isn't isn't a a tax write-off for them. Oh, it isn't? Since when? I don't know. I mean, uh, that's very new, like this year, if it isn't. Okay. Uh, something else I you know, I mean, I, I used to tell people now, that was many years ago and I know things have changed, but I don't think they've changed that much. I know just, you know, I was POA took care of my uh, mother-in-law's finances. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the last thing we worried about was taxes. Her write-offs were too dramatic because of her needs there. So, um, I'm look, I, 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 I don't, I, I would say this, if you like the firm, you like the person, they're, they're, you've had good experiences, you want to continue to uh, do it, but I would never, ever, ever do anything at this stage in life for, uh, for, for tax benefits. But uh, I don't think it's necessary. But that's just me. I'm a little... Well, stuck, uh, you know, a little stuck in the mud of conservative kind of investments. But um, I, I, uh, I would say keep them. I mean, if the if you if this is uh, sounds like the right thing to do, um, you can't start selling off investments and manage for taxes because now you got capital gains tax. How are you avoiding that? So, right. you know, could, you, so we're going to consolidate for tax purposes, but we're going to sell off investments. They're going to sell off investments so they can reinvest it and make a commission and, and get as much money as they possibly can and uh, manage as much as they possibly can. And they want the investments that they want them in without any thoughts of taxes, but yet they're going to manage for taxes. Yeah. I, well, I just I'm leaning that way also. I, I'm uh, not trying to be I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just telling you to uh, you know I'm just thinking logically and I know nothing. I know nothing. I just know what you've told me. So but I also understand uh too well uh how they ap- operate. Look, I am a believer 
and people when they when they you know uh, retire from working, that they ought to have their investments at one place. So if you have an IRA, you have an investment account. Your spouse has an IRA and, and two IRAs and an old 401k or whatever. You should have them under one roof so that you get one statement indicating them, indicating that. Mm -hmm. So you have things in one place. You don't get messed up when your minimum required distribution when you're 72 and all those things. And you, you kind of know where everything is. It doesn't mean you're in the same investments, of course. But you're, you have it in one place. You get it on one statement. It helps you to manage it. But, right. you know, if, if you're, and this may be the case, if your parents' um, uh, net worth is under uh, $2 million right now in investments, I, I don't, I, I kind of don't get the management at this, this stage in life. I get the under, I totally get managing for tax purposes, even though I never did it, but I always understood it because I didn't like to do it um, because I was always looking to make money for people. So I was like, hey, you got to pay some gains. You got to pay taxes, you got to pay taxes, but we're going to make money. So um, it was it was never something that I embraced. But if you, you know, there are certain circumstances that some kind of management uh, makes a whole lot more sense. If your parents are still in Obviously, one of them may not be, but is still in relatively good health. Um, I would be looking at shifting assets. I would be looking at um, liquidating totally out of the name of parents. I would be looking at that very quickly and doing that within a five-year window, look-back period by the IRS uh, for gifting that money. And I don't know how many siblings, how many siblings are there? Oh, there's six of us. Yeah. So, I mean, that if, and I don't know how you all get along, and this is a difficult thing, but, and, uh, you know, get that money out and get start gifting it to the siblings, knowing that when mom and dad need the money, it is there. So don't go doing something stupid with it. Put it in a money market account, leave it sit. But let's get it in our name and let's get it gifted now and, and, the, with the hope being that one of them, one of the, your parents is, is uh, not going to need nursing home care or something like that for another five years. Now, maybe you look at that and say, well, that's probably not very likely and that's, that's fine. But right. if it is likely, both, you need to do it. They're both 91. So, Oh, okay. Okay. I, I didn't. And yeah. they both have Alzheimer's. Yeah. So I, I would just be, uh, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm a little angry. Just that's all because you got 92, 91 year old people with Alzheimer's. There's never going to be a taxable event. There's never going to be. What in the world would you be thinking? You know, so it's, I, I immediately would look for another advisor. That's just me, but you know, or I would tell you to me, but you may not want to do that. I get that. It's all that they're, they're, they're not going to be here a whole lot longer, but ju it just shows you the caliber. What, what you just got was a sneak peek at, um, 
you know, a, a mentality of an advisor that um, it's saying to me, I don't think they know what they're talking about or know what they're doing. Okay. Very good. All right. Thanks for the input. All right, Bill. God bless. All right. Yep. You too. Bye-bye. All right, 610 363 1110. Sorry I took so long on that, but you know, it's just, you, I, I just get frustrated when I hear things like that. I mean, my word. All right, we'll be back right after this. Thank you for being with us today. I hope this is an edifying show to you. This is a best of financial issues. All right, 610 363 1110. Let me go to uh, Don. Don's calling us from North Carolina. Hey, Don. Hey, good morning, Dan. Uh, we appreciate your show. Appreciate all you do. I'm a longtime listener and partner, an income investor. I'm 69. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And um, I had checked. Uh, I heard you talk about IN16 the other day. And uh, maybe I didn't hear just right. But if you could speak to me uh, about it. I did text Pat while you were at the retreat. And by the way, she was great. Quick response. I really appreciated her help. But she couldn't find this either. Um, you had mentioned that IN16 uh, is paying a 4% dividend, but there was an IN16A that pays 8%. Did I misunderstand that? Um, did, did, I, did I say something about IN, uh, about this having an A share? Yes, sir. Uh, one day, uh, couple, about a week ago, I heard you talking about it. And I searched it, and I couldn't find it under preferreds or anything on the site. Yeah. So it's not. So it's not a um, a um, a share like we would think about it. It they do have three preferreds. I saw those. Yeah. So uh, and. One of their preferreds is paying eight percent. It's not on my list, though. Oh, okay. Well, I I looked online under 
Triton and saw that they had a, a BCD. Yeah, they're three different. They're three separate. They're three separate um, preferreds. They're they're three totally separate issues. But yes, and they have so. So I didn't, uh, but I don't, I don't have any of those on the list. No, sir. You just have the straight IN. Correct. 16. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But stay with that. Uh, um, well, I mean, you can, you can get, try one of the um, preferreds. I wouldn't do it, but I mean, I, I haven't felt them uh, credit worthy enough to put on my buy list. But, um, you know, I, I do like what this, for a small cap stock, what it has been able to do. It's been an amazing stock and it pays a four and a half percent yield. And so I would much rather have the flexibility of a common share than uh, to have that preferred. Yes, it's making more, but will it be sustainable? You know, so that's my... You know, that would be one of my concerns. And the other thing that, you know, when you look at those, um, you know, those, you got to look at the credit rating on them. And, and they're only one letter away from being a junk bond. I mean, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit too risky. The only encouraging thing that has happened with those, those uh, preferreds that when the pandemic hit in that March, they took a dip down to $10 a share, give or take. I mean, maybe it wasn't, you know, not $10 exactly maybe, but um, I know they took a big dip there and they recovered nicely. So that was, um, that was good news. I mean, that showed a little bit of strength. But I can't bring myself, I watch them all the time. It's the only reason I know. And I, I, I can't bring myself to adding them just yet anyway. So I'll just be staying with your IN16 recommendation. Yes. Uh, on the Bible. And if you already own it, then I would I do, do Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I was wanting to add it. Uh, but I uh, wanted to talk to you first before I did. Yeah. Uh, one other question. Uh, what is the difference between the dividend rate and the dividend yield that's listed? So the rate is money. So the dividend rate is what it's paying. In this case of this particular stock, um, well, I don't, I don't know what it is. I was going to tell you, but I'll tell you in a second here. Um, so the rate is shown as money. So it is, and the, and the yield is shown as percentage. So in this particular stock, the annual rate is $2 and 28 cents. That is, makes up the yield a 4.31% because 200 or I'm sorry, $2.28 on the share value of $53 ends up being 4.31%. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. So if it pays four times a year, 
then, you know, you would be getting 59, or I'll say 57 cents per share because that's $2.28 divided by four is 57 cents, give or take. I mean, it's off a hair, but yeah. So that's what you get per share. So the rate is money, the actual money that it's paying that you would get per share a year and the annual yield is that broken down into percentage. Okay, sounds good. Uh, well, I want you to know I support um, Preborn India Partners and also uh, financial issues is my Amazon smile choice. Oh, wow, great. Thank you for that. Well, we appreciate the ministry, and you bless me greatly, and you're blessing a lot of people. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you, Don. Man, that is a blessing. I sure appreciate that. It's great, great uh, commercial for, you know, go to Amazon Smile. Uh, you can go to our website and click on it, and it'll just, you know, you have to put in something, and your account's done. It's changed. It's already Amazon Smile. So uh, that would be great. And, uh, folks, I would tell you that, you know, the last uh, month, four weeks, five weeks, you know, we're seeing a drop off of our $20 a month supporters and um, adding, adding to that. We sure would appreciate it if you pray about that. Well, I mean, just pray about it. You don't have to, don't jump out and do it right now, but pray about it and see if God might nudge you to um, support us every month because it is critically important to what we do and I sure would appreciate it. All right, uh, let me go to Les. Les calling us from Texas. Hey, Les. Hey, good morning, Dan. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, well, me and my wife, we we retired back at the December of 1969. I mean, nothing, 1969. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, we retired. Uh, December 31st, 2018. Yeah, we, we retired okay. in 2018 December, and then the of course, we had one good year, and then the pandemic hit us in 2020, and mm-hmm. and we we've been enjoying our mornings uh, 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 listening to you. We're and uh, we are first time callers. Oh, great! Well, welcome. Yeah, we're just trying to figure it all out, and uh, and I have a question. Uh, if you've heard of a um, of a fund called Black Rock. Black Rock. Of course, yes. Okay, uh, we have we have uh, when we retired from our family businesses, uh, we did a stock redemption and we gave it back to the employees. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we put a rather large sum of money at a local bank. It's Amarillo National Bank. Uh, it's just a local bank. Uh-huh. And of course, our CDs right now, you know, they're not paying much. And and so our financial advisor said, well, why don't we look at taking a portion of those funds and moving it to BlackRock and to be able to get more for your money. Uh, and then you might make a decision to move it back once the interest rates go up on the CDs. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're standing, and we just kind of wanted your opinion. Well, I, I can't. Uh, say anything good about BlackRock because of their stance with China and with abortion and with other things. They're not biblically responsible. 
They're the largest supporter of China's military. Um, that, as far as I'm concerned, um, they should all be put up for treason. So I wouldn't, I, I hate to sound that dramatic about it, but uh, so I, I'm not going to ever, t- I wouldn't tell anybody to go into BlackRock. But if um, n- away from all of that, are they a sound company? They're the largest uh, mutual fund company in the world. So obviously um, they've got uh, good resources. They're sound. Their performance overall is good. Uh, you know, uh, it's good. They do, they do well. I mean, they have downtime too, but they do well. They're uh, extremely strong financially. Um, and so I, I, I don't know uh, much about the particular fund you're going in, but I am reasonably certain that it is going to be uh, doing better than a CD that you, you might have somewhere else. But I can't ask anybody or tell anybody to put a nickel on BlackRock. I couldn't do it. Well, well, thank you very much for your honesty on that. That's the same way that we feel. We don't, uh, we prefer not to support companies with those beliefs. Yeah. And uh, and I would prefer just to keep it safe at Emerald National Bank and and the Federal Reserve just will bring it up. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Les, um, without the Federal Reserve, I think rates are going to start to come up a little bit because they're kind of coming up organically based on what's happening. So I would I would love for you to just preserve what God has blessed you with. Keep it in that CD right there at your local bank. I think that's the way to go, Les. I'm glad you feel that way. Thank you, brother. I sure appreciate it, Les. Have a great weekend. God bless. I'm glad you called. You're listening to the, the best of financial issues. By Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. All right, 610-363-1110, 610-363-1110. Let me go to uh, Jim in Mississippi. Uh, Hey, Jim. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. I love your show. Thank you. I've been listening for years. I'm a member, a partner. Wow. And uh, you have blessed me greatly, sir. Thank you, Jim. Uh, My question is uh, I've got a Roth IRA. Okay. as per your recommendation, I've invested in the Timothy plans. Uh, I'm doing very well. Um, I'm wondering if I should get out of the Roth and put the money into a brokerage account. How long have you had the Roth, Jim? How many years? Uh, three years. Okay. So I'm you're, doing you, very well in it. Yeah. You're kind of locked in for five years on a Roth. Now you're you can move it anywhere you want, but you can't you can't take money out um, for five years. For five years, yes. So okay. you've you've got a couple more years on it, but nonetheless, I would probably keep it. I wouldn't I wouldn't make any changes. I would I would probably um, you know leave it alone for sure. Um, okay. So I have to wait a couple of years. I'm, I'm, that, that may work out fine because I'm two or three years away from retirement. Oh, that's perfect then. Yeah. 
Yeah. So okay. then, then I would definitely do it. No, no doubt about it. Okay. Well, I just keep on doing what I'm doing, uh, making my maximum contributions every year, and just keep on track. Yep. You got it. One more, one more quick question for okay. you. I have okay. a 401k at work, which I'm also contributing to. Um, I was into BlackRock, but I got out of that, uh, and I'm just in like a money market right now as far as my 401k. Mm-hmm. Should I be pulling money out of that account and putting it into like the brokerage account? I would be, ta- I would be paying taxes on it. I understand that. But, or do you think I should let that ride also? How old are you, Jim? I'm 65. 55? 60. Oh, 65. Okay. 65. Yes, sir. I'm going to retire in two or three years. Yeah. Um, Then I'm just wondering about the other, the 401k. I think it's a good strategy. I mean, if you want to start um, moving that money over into an investment account, uh, give you more flexibility. Start, that's a little bit less that you're going to have to take that minimum required distribution on in another uh, eight years or whatever it is. Um, so I think it's a great idea to start doing that, uh, you know, as much as you would be willing to pay the taxes on. Okay. Yeah. So what my plan was just a little bit at a time, uh, like yep. four, four or $5,000 a year until I get it all out. Yep. That's a good plan. It's a good plan. Okay. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate your ministry. Thank you, Jim. It's a big help to me. Thank you for your partnership. You're welcome. All right. God, God bless you. Thank you. Let me go to another Jim, Jim in Montana. Hey, Jim. Um, good morning, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, and thank you for what you do. Greatly appreciate it. Sure. I have uh, two questions. Uh, one is on IT52. Um, recently, uh, got into that just shortly before you took it off your buy list. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if, um, it's currently down about five, um, I think about 5% or so. Um, and earlier in that week, I think it was down close to about 10%. So how um, long have you had it? Just a week? Well, yeah, uh, uh, maybe two weeks, uh, okay. uh, somewhere in there. Okay. Should a guy buy into it now? Or? Oh, no, no, I wouldn't buy into it now. I mean, okay. I mean, it's up 17% in the last month. So if you'd have gotten in too sooner, two months, uh, two weeks sooner, you'd probably be up uh, significantly. But yeah. I wouldn't, you know, it took this uh, very big jump up on, on rumors of uh, a buyout and rumors of um, uh, production, uh, or I'm sorry, um, you know, them do, carrying a little bit more, doing more, more carrying more tonnage and what was happening in the economy with potential infrastructure and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, no, I would, I would hang into them. That's a very, very long-term company. It is a very kind of, uh, you know, st- uh, a steady, steady company. Year to date this year, it's up 45%. But, um, yeah, I would, I would hang into it. I would not buy it. It would, it would have to get down to, um, I don't, I don't know. It would, ha- it would have to go below 250 before I'd even would want you to consider, uh, buying anymore. 
Okay. All right. Good enough. Um, second one, Dan, is on uh, IN89. Um, there's, <laughs> there's two offers for a buyout on that thing. Yeah. You see, I in uh, 89. Okay, I got you. Yep. Yeah, um, <laughs> the first one will probably go or no? Um, probably not. Well, probably not. Yeah. So are you thinking the second one then? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how uh, anxious, I don't know how anxious the board's going to be to sell. I mean, oh, so... Okay. So it's it's kind of hard to say um, what what might happen um, if they don't do either one of them, then the stock's going to drop, of course. But um, it's it's not going to get much higher from here. But I would nonetheless, I would keep it. Yeah, uh, keep it. Okay, that was my next question. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, good enough, Dan. Okay, uh, thanks for your time. Greatly appreciated. You have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, let me go to Karen in Florida. Hi, Karen. Hi there. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Um, so happy that you um, I got through to you. Um, and I know we haven't got much time, but in any case, it's just that I I have an annuity with uh, a large bank, USAA uh-huh. uh, Bank in Texas. Uh-huh. And they have called me about two or three times this week saying that they want to go over that annuity and see if I would like to do some changes in it. Well, I'm not, I'm not that intelligent about what's a, a good way to go with. And my daughter kind of, um, I'm 74 years old. My daughter kind of uh, reprimanded me, so to speak, because, you know, now I'm older and she, 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 at any rate, she reprimanded me for even signing up for an annuity. So, but it's too late. I already did. Um, so what's your opinion of our annuity is pretty bad to sign up when you're like 68 years old and, yeah. you know. How, how long um, have you had it? How many years? Roughly, roughly. Um, uh, roughly, uh, probably six to eight years. Yeah. Six to eight. Yeah. Six, I, six, I mean, eight. in my opinion, I think you ought to just get uh-huh. out of it. Um, oh, how, how, how do I do that? Just tell them you want to, sur- you just tell them you want to surrender it and oh. you move it somewhere else, maybe into a CD at a bank or something like that. But okay. yeah. They would be the only changes I would make. I don't want you to necessarily call them because I'm fearful that they're going to try to talk you into something and you're not going to, you might not have uh, the, the desire to, you know, uh, battle that out with them. But um, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no. But I, I would, I would like to see you uh, move that out of there. And okay. so now, what where you, would I move it? Cause I do have, I do have some IRAs, unfortunately. That's why I say I have really messed up on, cause I have saved a lot, even though, you know, saved a lot over the last 20 years because, you know, I had good jobs with the union and all that. And um, my children, go, you know, went off on their own, but however, I'm just not, I, so I put money in the Roth. I put money in uh, IRAs and, and everywhere. And this last time I had my taxes done, I did do the RMD for, I think, two of them. But I, I, it's all so mind-boggling for me to 
you know, maybe I know this call is going to take so long. Perhaps I could call you back. Maybe someone could help me. So I just, you just helped me then telling me to. Yeah. Would you say, what's the word you use to solve it? Yeah, surrender. Yeah. Surrender. So, so you just put it into a uh, CD. I wouldn't do okay. anything else with it. Um, I would put it in a CD right now. I would, I would get it in your bank uh, or your credit union. It is USAA or somewhere else. But I, w- I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do any more annuities, and I wouldn't let them talk you in. They just want to flip it and do a new annuity with it. That's all they want to do, and so oh, they I- get another commission on that. So I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do it. I'd stay away from it, Karen. So how I- would hun- so? Hun- I'm sorry for calling you, hun, because I don't want your wife to think. Oh uh, no, that's uh, no. fine. No. No, I was just wondering then how do I do that? How do I do that without talking? Yeah. So on the, do you still, you have the policy somewhere on on that policy? There's an 800 number Uh and you need to call that 800 number. Even in the policy, there may be a Uh form that you can fill out and sign one page and send it in that will do it. But um, you could call that 800 number. That's going to the life insurance company, not to the agent. So you could call them and say you want to surrender. If they say you have to talk to the agent, say you're not talking to the agent um, and you you want to surrender it, please surrender. And they'll send you a check and you're going to put that check into your uh, money market account. It's not. Is it an IRA? Uh, actually, see, like I told you, I'm quite ignorant. Okay. Because I, I, I did get a letter from USAA Life Insurance Group saying um, they sent a statement of policy information. I don't know. It's just all this is very mind-boggling for yeah. me. Yeah. So. Well, so maybe your just, daughter, just, maybe your daughter can help you with that uh, to to help walk you through that. But I would, I would uh, tell them she's your power of attorney and let her talk. Give her the phone and maybe she can talk to him. And that might be a lot better for you, Karen. I would do that. Okay. All right. All right. I bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. God bless. All right, folks. I hope you have a wonderful day of worship on Sunday. Have a great weekend. God bless. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.